and I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 117. In this episode, we will be discussing anything and everything queer related to the Grishaverse. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by our very own queer ally herself, Lee Bardugo. Moi sabayenyi, casters. Hi. Hey. <laughs> we got some listener cities. We do. First, we'd like to say thank you to Leicester, UK. Woo. Thank you. And then we're moving on to Ghent, Belgium. Thank we- you for listening. Yes, we love you all. So, very special episode. Yes. This is exciting. We've we've moved on and we've finished everything in the Grishaverse. Which is a little Weird. It feels a little weird. It is. And it's, but it's exciting too because we're just going to say this up front. If you haven't read everything, then you probably should stop listening right now <laughs> because from here on out, there will be spoilers about everything because yeah. we've covered it all. So the only thing we haven't covered is anything that hasn't come out yet in Ninth House, but that's oh. not Grisha first. But we will be covering that later. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, so we are excited, but before we get on, how are you doing, girl? I'm doing great. I'm actually excited that it's Pride Month. Yes. I'm looking forward to going to Pride, taking the boys to Pride. Did they, excited. Did they t- say who's, like, performing? Who's the big act for Pride this year for ours? Um, I, They did. Okay, so we just don't. And then you put me on the spot. I'm sorry. So I don't know off the top of my head. That's okay. I haven't seen... I haven't seen anything yet. Is it the normal, like, end of the month? Um, oh, Leslie Jordan. Yeah, is Leslie kinda... Jordan is um, a He's parade person. That's incredible. I know. I love Leslie Jordan. So does my husband. He's so funny. and So dur- cute. What was funny is that I, during COVID, like, right when it started, I would always see my husband just kind of giggling, and I never knew what it was. And finally, I was like, what are you watching? And he's like, <laughs> Leslie Jordan just keeps on posting all these fun yes. little COVID videos. And I had no clue what he was talking about. And yeah, then I started watching them. They are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, that's exciting. I love Leslie Jordan. He's yeah. so cute. He is. Which, um, by the way, in um, the new RuPaul I think that the Tuck did an incredible yes. job with Leslie Jordan. Yes, she really did. That was hilarious. She, oh my gosh, and her devil. Right. That was so smart. I love it. It was. I love it on that show when uh, a queen gets really creative and takes something that can, you could either really totally screw that up or do a great job because it's, you know, no one knows what, that character would ever be like it's all just like superstition but yeah. i love that and i giggled so hard when somebody brought up the little nos x video <laughs> yes <laughs> i know and i love the gloves that she was wearing with yeah. it these look cute pink gloves it was cute. so yeah um but yeah this is exciting we love pride month is always really fun and the grisha versus such a incredibly inclusive mm-hmm. 
book series and it gets just better and better and it's just um it's been really cool to see that grow and i'm excited for us to be able to talk about it and yeah because last year we did a different queer character each episode yeah and we got clocked for one of them because we accidentally <laughs> accidentally yeah i guess spoiled that spoiled for, something but hey we we love the grisha verse so of course we've read everything the minute it gets out so i mean we just <laughs> yeah. kind of Sorry. We got excited to talk about it. We did. However, for those of you that didn't know that, you do now. (laughs) And we're way past that because we're in the next year. So, yeah. um, Let me see what's going on with me. So, I have, um, just to let you all know, I also am watching, as we speak, a turtle. Yep. Sam, my turtle, is not inside the studio. He, she, he, yes, she, she is outside. This turtle I've had since I was in third grade. We thought I named him at the time Sam. And then, like, years down the road, Sam laid eggs. So then we found out Sam was not a gentleman, but a lovely lady. And it's just been very hard to forget. We always, you know, we always kept on calling him her. Yeah. So, anyways, point of the story is Sam is now with us. Um, If you've listened to the past episodes, I've talked about it. But Sam is now outside in his outdoor habitat and i'm just such a crazy mother i had to make sure that i know sam's okay so my lovely husband set up a video camera and i am watching that camera as we speak to make sure nothing happens to my baby yeah there's sam right there he's so cute i want to bring this him this is where we are in life mm-hmm. <laughs> we're watching a turtle yeah he's so cute <laughs> i love him and lucy gets along with him he might not get along with lucy but i mean he just walks right by her but anyways so that's what's going on with me i'm trying to think if there's anything else (laughs) um no it's just really hot yes it has gotten hot yeah but okay well let's get on into this because this is a really it's it's a fun episode i have lots of discussions we do and i think we definitely need to at least start off um with where in the like Shadow and Bone, that trilogy, when that's obviously like I mean some of the early earliest stuff that Lee wrote, and after she wrote that trilogy, I know that it, I can't remember how it happened, but a discussion came about asking her like why Shat that trilogy was so there were I think it was actually just that book too why it was so like Caucasian there weren't any LGBT characters and things like that. And this is where I grew to love Lee because she didn't like backtrack or try to say, oh, this is the reasoning. And she was like, you know what? I am so sorry. And you're absolutely right. And she thought she she came back and she said, you know, after I thought about it, I realized that how that happened is because when I was first getting started, I wrote what I knew and I wrote what I had read. And that is what fantasy was when, like, up until that point. So it makes sense. I, I just thought it was really neat. And she said how she just, um, she was going to change that. And she did. She did. Big and, time. Yeah. And <laughs> even in Shadow and Bone, there are, there is, like, a couple, ga- like, I mean, there's there's a lesbian couple, right? Towards the end. Towards the end. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the discussion more was just about um, the fact that it was just very white. Yeah. Um. So, but it did bring up other things. I love how it did change. And 
her writing evolved and the characters did too. So, um, and I think what's really cool about the Grishaverse is that as you learn about some of these characters, there is no like coming out stories of these characters. There's no issues about them being gay. It's just, so we know the Grishaverse, like, I mean, widely knows that there are gay people and queer people out there and that's them. There's no, no problem with it. Cause there's, which is really neat. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, Fjorda has a bit of an issue with it. Yeah. Um, but they have issues with everything. Exactly. So that doesn't really <laughs> count too much, I guess, but literally everywhere else, every other little country in the Grisha world, it's just accepted. And we need more of those kinds of stories where it's yeah. just okay, where there's no having to explain yourself or uh, really come out to anyone. Like at some point we need to just stop coming out. Yeah. <laughs> just doing what you want to do. And we're, to be honest, like we are in such a great place. I feel right now. I mean, in, in time in our, in our real world, because I mean, it's definitely, it's, Things have evolved and gotten a lot better from where they used to be. Not saying things are perfect um, at all, but when you and I were growing up, especially where we grew up here in the South, it was a very different world. And it was... Did you ever think that you'd get married? No, (laughs) I did not. I really like... When marriage equality got passed, I was absolutely like stunned because... And here's the thing. The way the reason it ha- like if it was up to states voting on that by themselves, it wouldn't have happened here. No. Like so, I love that because the only way it would have happened is if it was done the way it was, which is you know I mean making it a national. Um, it was for the country because Tennessee, I'm sorry, will ne- would never have voted for it, um, and they still. I remember after it happened, we're trying to bat like trying to change it. There is still someone out there that is. And I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, whatever. Um, <laughs> or maybe he does. Hello. He does not like me. <laughs> um, I should probably not say his name. Is that correct, Chris? Let's not. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he is a politician. We're a drama-free area. Well, yeah. He knows I am drama when he sees me because I've confronted him. He lives here in my little city. And when he goes all big and mighty and tries to go and, like, reverse marriage equality and... He gave me the, I was like, do you, like, what's the point of it? You're not gay. And like, why are you so gung, like gung ho about this? And why are you like, why is it a platform for you? And he says, it's not anything about gay people. I don't have a problem with gay people. I have friends that are gay, which no, <laughs> he does not. He said, it's about the way it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like that. And he said that the reason he's doing it, he's doing it is just because it should be a state thing. It, it the way they made it happen wasn't correct. It was against the law. And I'm like, hmm. So you're spending all this time and money on because you think it didn't happen correctly. So you want it to be like anyways. Ugh. Okay. So yeah, we still do live in the South. We still do have to deal with things like that. However, that is everywhere. Um it is not just in the South. I think when you get out into any every metropolitan area is always known for it's just it is more open in metropolitan areas they're just more urban areas just have that but when you go outside of any large city no matter where you are in the world it just it changes and even in different like i mean i can't speak 
I don't want to speak for other countries and other cities at all. I can only speak from my experience, but that's what I've noticed at least. And so we still have a lot of work to do, but we've definitely, the point of this is we've gotten to a great place. There's novels, there's shows. Um, We are actually all over now on TV and in fantasy novels. Um, Trans characters are even showing up in young adult novels. I mean, we had that incredible, incredible, like, I mean, We've just discussed so much about it, but Cemetery Boys, when that came out, and Lee Bardugo recommended that to us when it was an arc, and, you know, we even got to have his the author on. He was so incredible, and he wrote, like, I just loved it. Aiden was incredible. Aiden Thomas wrote Cemetery Boys, which I think is the very first, like, YA book that is about a trans character but isn't revolved just, it's it's just written so well. Anyways, so yeah, it's everywhere now. What do you think, Terry? <laughs> I enjoyed that rant of yours. I know. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, you're right. Um, when we were younger, that wasn't it. Wasn't something that was uh, that we could see. We couldn't see ourselves anywhere. And um, I think even when we did, it was either vilified. Or it was it was out in a negative way. It was never just like, you know, a McDonald's commercial where two women are taking their kids to get a happy meal. That wasn't a thing. It was very um I mean, it was very heterosexual. And so as you're growing up in this, it's very con- it can be very confusing um as to, you know, why why is that not a thing that I like to do? Yeah. Um so to have that now where our kids and then their kids are going to be able to see it and not have to question themselves yeah. is amazing. It's beautiful. It really is like it's it's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to see. And I just love that. Like, so I know we still have a long way to go. However, we because we do um, trans rights are something that we are. There's so much work that needs to be done there. And it's, it's especially trans people of color. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. They are, it's just, it's horrible. Um, and we really just have to keep, keep trying and keep, we have to keep making safe spaces like this. Exactly. Where we can talk about it freely and where you have somewhere to go. If you don't feel safe talking about it at home, you know, we're here. Um, so Anybody that is able to needs to create that safe space for everyone that doesn't have one. Yeah, and, and you know, it actually touches me to think that, like, you know, this is a safe space and we've been, because we've had letters written to us about it. And that's so, that's awesome. I'm I'm so great, so grateful that we can make and help some other kids out there that really need to hear this stuff and just need to know that they are okay and that there's nothing wrong with them and that even though it might be a scary world out there and walking out the door, it, they don't know what will ever hit them or if they'll even come back home alive or like just it's I'm glad to know that we are able to like help that. And that's important for everybody just to keep, as Terry said, like we've got to keep creating these places. These, these spaces are so important, even if it's just literally just this, a podcast. I mean, however, yeah. So pride is so important, and that's why, I mean, we have an episode about it and we talk about it, and I love that it's part of the Grishaverse just because 
it is a very important time for our history, queer history, because we've worked really hard to get where we are and we still have so far to go. But, you know, Pride didn't start out just as a big party. I Have you ever heard people that I guess are not queer talk about how, well, we should have like a, a straight <laughs> yeah. pride. And it's like, uh, no. That's called every other month, Chad. Right. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Becky. So um, anyways, it's just, yeah, pride started because, like, I mean, yeah, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> if you want to give you a history if, lesson, no. But if you do want to know that history <laughs> lesson, I can direct you in the great. Like, watch the. Oh my gosh! Yeah, sorry, I can't remember. Um, Pose, Pose is the show. That's right. Pose, Pose. There's only three seasons. It's incredible. It will give you the history and what things were like and everything. And watch and, Paris is Burning. Yes, ma'am. Yes, watch Paris is Burning mm-hmm. and watch RuPaul's Drag Race because that is today like helping you know, like I mean the ball scene. It is it is based off of the ball. You know mm-hmm. that's what RuPaul's doing. So, yep. anyways, yes. So, um, well, let's get on to some brighter topics because I think I even said like something about you might not even know if you're coming home alive. Like that yeah, definitely we, went to a pretty dark spot. We Sorry got about a that. little dark. Yes. Yeah, so. I mean, unfortunately, we have to with like this conversation sometimes, but um, we can talk about much happier things yeah. like our conversation with Lee Bardugo. If you not heard mm. that, I highly suggest go back and listen to our interview with Lee Bardugo, uh, where we talked to her about queer characters. Yes. And my favorite part about that, inter- not my favorite, I would say not my favorite. Mm. There were so many times where like, it was a very personal thing with her and I, and right. that was my favorite, obviously clearly. Yeah. Um, but one of the great things about uh, the interview was when, like, or she had already written Rule of Wolves. Yes. So, it, but we had not seen it. We didn't know anything about it. Um, and we asked her to her face, sort of, mm-hmm. um, will there ever be a trans character? Because we have not had a trans character yet in the series. And she's like, mm, sure. Yeah. It will she happen. She knew dang well. She'd already written. <laughs> she had already written it. Um, so that was. It's really cool that she's evolved that way. And that discussion came out at a great time. The book came out with a trans character at a great time because of, again, the negative things that were coming out uh, with the author that shall not be named. Yes. (laughs) Um, All this negativity online from another author of a very big series. Um, So to have that discussion at that time Mm -hmm. was massive. It was, it was, um, and that was actually one of my favorite part. Like it was a really cool part for me in that episode because I was a huge, okay. So, I mean, like, obviously, like, I mean, we're just going to talk about it. So Lee and I both talked about it. We both were huge Harry Potter fans or had been. And at that time that author had definitely made, gotten not like who has a huge platform massive massive platform and my thing is if you have a huge platform like that you need to always be aware of what you're saying and just think about the repercussions and this well you know what she probably did she just didn't care but she had definitely openly spoken bad and like about trans the trans community and trying to make assumptions and saying like, and putting down things that she said were fact when they weren't. And, um, it was 
horrifying because Harry Potter was a very safe space for a lot of kids. Um, it'd been written way before the Grishaverse. So, um, Lee and I both were Slytherins and, you know, if you're a big fan, you were part of that. And that's why we brought up the trans character and I didn't expect her to be so open and actually talk about it. And we, she expressed how, you know, she didn't know how to deal with that subject because I mean, and it was very hard. And at that time it was so early. I didn't know either. However, what I think Lee and I both actually ended up going in the same direction is like, I, I'm no longer a Harry Potter fan. I just can't do it. And I'm not, I used to, you know, I used to always wear Slytherin stuff constantly. It was everywhere and it was very emotional for me, but I got, I packed it all up. Uh, I can't read any of those books anymore. I, it's hard for me. It's just because when I, when I try, I start thinking about it and I am a huge trans ally, massive. Like I am not trans myself. However, I, I just want to help so much and I just, yeah. So anyways, that's why it touched me so much, but yeah, that was like, I guess Lee helped me with that because that's what Lee did. She was having wrestling, wrestling with that situation and it's really cool. Um, cause yeah, we got a, an amazing character out of it and she did a really good job. It was a surprise too. I was surprised mm-hmm. by it. So, uh, and to have the author that shall not be named have the platform like Twitter and things like that, where she continued to yep. pop off. Um, on the flip side, we have an author who in 2020 used Twitter to defend trans rights and the her trans characters and how her characters viewed the other trans characters um so we have such a difference and um if you watch the um just the the comments after that was so different obviously then mm-hmm. it became such a positive space yeah whereas on the other side where we were before it was this negative space so um when I was researching for this episode, going through YouTube and Twitter and every other platform, there are so this this uh, fandom has become so massive, and the biggest discussion is the queer characters. Yeah, so it has become such a, a safe space in of itself, where everybody can come to the Grishaverse and uh, and find somebody that they see in themselves, and that's just incredible there's such a wide variety of queerness i mean there's also a wide variety of like races and exactly. uh, genders and everything but this whole like umbrella of of queer has has become has become massive and it's in it's it's incredible because lee she's just so smart i love her writing i love everything about it but she is a person we both can vouch how friendly and sweet and kind. And she's just one of, she, in high school, we know that when she was in high school, she was just like us. One of those, like, you know, dark kids that, you know. Awkward queer kids. Exactly. We, so it's amazing that to see somebody that had that experience open up a place for everybody else. And in literature, that is so important because... I love reading and to to be able to read now and find ourselves in them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's opened up so much. And it's happened so fast, if you really think yes, about it. it really I mean, because the only queer 
books that I can think of. I remember when I started, when I was a freshman in high school, I read a Poppy Z. Bright book, which was very dark. It was about vampires. It wasn't like on Anne Rice level, Interview of the Vampire-like. However, it did, it was based around like some like gay vampires and that was, but it never <laughs> took off. It never got big. However, Interview of the Vampire. <laughs> it wasn't that, queer, but it was queer, like all at the same time. That's what I was about to ask. There's, like, <laughs> there's um, so many things on um, TikTok, especially the guy that talks about his fundamentalist church where he says, because uh, he at that point was struggling with how he was feeling. He didn't know he was gay, but he knew that something was wrong. He sat in the theater and watched Interview with the Vampire like 20 times because it just like spoke to him. Aww. And he's like, it's so gay. It is. <laughs> And it's not really, but it is. It's, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it was the most gay thing we had at the time. But it wasn't and gay. I was so obsessed with it. <laughs> but no, like it wasn't inherent. It wasn't meant to be. Right. Gay, but it was. <laughs> I think, you know, thinking about all this, like I remember, did you ever watch the movie, um, But I'm a Cheerleader? I don't think so. Okay. So that was a very, for me at least. I think it was one of the earlier movies that had queer and gay characters. Um, RuPaul was in it, and um, Natasha Leone was in it. Um, she brought it up. Like, I mean, she, um, on the Snatch Game, that's what she brought up, um, okay. talking to RuPaul. That's where I heard the title before. Yep. Like, I know I've just not seen it. But I'm a Cheerleader is incredible. Any of, I'm sure you've. it's got to be out there somewhere. It's a oh, yeah. really fun, interesting show. It's about, like, I mean the gender roles and how, like, I mean, there was a camp that you could, could be sent to and the, all the girls wore pink, all the boys wore blue, and they're all gay kids. And it's a really... So, like, a reform thing? It's So, it's a comedy, but it's supposed to... Yeah, it's, um, it's very interesting. And it was in the 90s, and it was really cool. And RuPaul, for the first time, is on TV, like, back then, was on TV just himself. He was a counselor. Anyways. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So, we are going to go through and talk about the characters. Now, we have a little list that we're going to go through and have a discussion. And this is what I've been waiting for. Um, So, we do have a list of, like, confirmed that, like, we know their relationships. Right. Um, And then we have a fun surprise or fun discussion about some of the rumors. And I know some of you hardcore fans, I'm sure you've heard some of these rumors, Um, but it's going to be fun to go through those. Because I have no clue about those because I'm not a big social media (laughs) person. So I don't like really like catch up on all those. There is a massive black hole like you can go down if you go to. to research it. Yeah. There are so many theories out there. Um, there are people that claim that you can put every single character in the queer space. Hmm. And I listened and read so many people attempt to do it and it works. I yeah. mean, they can do it. Uh, they're not all in my list, but, um, interesting. But yeah. It's, it was fun. It was a fun little hole to go down. Well, I'm excited <laughs> for, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to give you a heads up. I bet you, you're going to have to, you know, my memory, I'm just, you, you might need to help me with some of these. Yep. I'm probably going to forget some. That's fine. Especially we'll the earlier. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. So first we have our bi king. Yeah. Jesper. Jesper. And 
I think that is our first male character that is queer in the show yeah. that comes out. Is that? Mm-hmm. I, I think, think so. Not in it, only in the show, but in the books. Um, it is our first. Yeah, and it doesn't happen till quite like towards the end of Shadow and Bone. It really takes some time to get there, right? Six of Crows. Six of Crows. Yes, yeah. not Shadow and Bone. Yeah, Six of Crows. Yeah, it's um, it it takes a while to get there. Um, so we've got. But a, he's fabulous anyway. He, like he, he's got a great sense of style. He does, and the show helped bring that to life, Mm -hmm. but the books already brought, like, it was just, like, incredible. fabulous suits. Yes, and they're (laughs) written that way, and, you know, we can't bring up just Jesper when we're talking about Jesper, because we have to bring up another character at the same time. We have to bring up Wylan. Yeah. Because, like... It's, it's the, it's, a lot of it is the discussion between the two mm-hmm. of where we find out both of them are. Um, like Wyland asks Jesper about girls and he says yes. Right. And then he's like, only girls? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Wyland's the one that asked that. Yeah, so, Wyland was like prodding it along. So Wyland had like a little bit of a crush. Oh, absolutely. And Wyland's so cute. Yeah. So, um, and... Going through everything, like uh, when we come to across their story of how Wyland joined the group, um, I think Jesper actually had the crush first. Oh, I think, <gasps> yeah, yeah, because Jesper s- sought him out. You're right, he did. He kept going, he kept visiting him at the die place. And they do a good job in the show by there's that line, at the very end. Yeah, well, he's and even in the beginning, oh, he asks about we trying need to a get a bomb him, guy. Yeah, yeah, we need a bomb guy, a demolitions man, and ballistics Kaz, or something. Yeah, Kaz says no, 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 no. That's the last thing we need. We're yeah. trying to go in and be quiet. We don't need yeah. bombs. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. He, um, Jesper, was trying, and he had an ulterior motive. Yeah, so <laughs> it's really neat and amazing to see that character come, like, not have to come out just. Nobody, oh, like, yeah. when we find out, like, I mean, Kaz does, like, there's no freaking out, especially when they get together. Um, finally, they kiss. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, finally. And But when that's, when that happens, it's not like, it is, it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal, if that makes sense. But um, that was the first, no, it's not really, it's not the first, not the first. gay interaction, but like, um, it was a big, it was fun. And I like them together. They're cute together. Exactly. I think there was more written about it because I think what you're referring to is in Shadow and Bone mm-hmm. trilogy. We've got um, Tamar. Tamar. Mm-hmm. And is it Tamar's with some Nadia? Nadia. So, but in that in that trilogy, it was written very like lightly. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't embellished about what their Which relationship is. Fine because Tamar. And Nadia are not, at that point, they are not big characters. Correct. So to just, like, touch lightly on it was appropriate because yeah. it doesn't make it a huge deal. It's just like, this is a thing. Yes. Um. So uh, uh, So now that we're talking about it, Tamar, obviously, lesbian. Yeah. Uh, Nadia, not 100% sure. Clearly, she's into women. Lesbian, yeah. bi, pan. We don't know her history. Um. But And we have Nadia on the show already. Yeah, so very, that's the difference. Yeah. Is in the show, very early on, they have Nadia helping. She's just one of Alina's friends at the 
yes, a, a, like helping get her around. But she makes a statement about Z- about Zoya being on her or something like that. So, mm. um, so she's making very lesbian comments in the show yeah. very early on. Yeah, that's interesting. I Nadia is like I. I'm excited that we also have now the second season. We know we get to finally they casted Tamar. So that's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. We get to finally, and oh, I don't know her name, but she she looks just like a Tamar. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Well, that. So once we got past there, um, we've got, you know, light, light little touches, which makes sense in Shadow and Bone. But then we've got, you know, Wylan, and uh, I love their little, I love their relationship. I want to see more of it. Wylan and Kuwait. Not Kuwait. Sorry, Kuwait was the one that came in. Yeah, Kuwait's the one that they had to rescue. Yeah, but he also, like, was trying to pretend, like, just, like, he was going to get on Jesper. He was acting like he was Wylan as Kuwait. Yes. And when you read that, didn't you get excited, though? When you didn't know... When you thought, uh, it- no, I knew something was up. We discussed this. Like, I knew something was up because he wasn't talking and like everything was weird. So I knew something. I figured that it was that, that that's what he was doing. Okay. Um. But so yes, he's on my list. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I gotta stop <laughs> looking at it because I'm skipping no, it's all fine. around your it, list. No, <laughs> that's, that's what we're just doing. Um. But I say that he's gay, just based yeah. off of some of the things that he said and like he put himself in a position to get kissed by Jesper and he yeah, at least at least by. Yeah, but like, so. yeah, definitely in the queer space. It's interesting. Like, I mean, like he's just, yeah, he, he, I guess he saw that you know he wanted some of Jesper, and he saw that he knew that Jesper obviously wanted <laughs> he took some advantage of the situation. <laughs> he did because he looked exactly like Wylan at the time. Uh huh. And then, uh And so while we're in, like, Six of Crows and everything, of course, like, literally everyone in Six of Crows is freaking queer. Um, Nina, um, she, uh, before, we'll we'll get to Rule of Wolves, but before Rule of Wolves came out, she was, like, the bi queen. Like, she was the, like, the the flag bearer. She was. (laughs) Like, all the bi women in the world are, like, finally, yes, um... Matthias makes jokes that she, or was it Kaz? Kaz makes jokes that she would flirt with a houseplant. <laughs> <laughs> She's just an incredible character. She's so comfortable with herself. Yeah. And that's just fun to read, but so helpful for people out there just to, you know, I wish I could have the confidence that Nina had, has. Yeah. So. Yeah, she's. She's a great character, and to just have like a a woman that's just like, I'll flirt with you, and I'll flirt with you, and I. So this kind of brings kind of brings it up mm-hmm. as we get to Rule of Wolves. We have another character that comes into it that's attached to Nina, and that is Hana. Yeah. Um. So Hana's journey changes Nina's queer title, I believe. Yeah. So Hana. Um, she, uh, is a tailor and she is not happy with herself. She makes a lot of comments about yes. wanting to be in a different body. She, I mean, we, the, when we meet her, she's dressed as a man, yep. she's acting like a man. Um, 
when she got to like shave all her hair off, she was very excited. She could finally start seeing herself, she said. So we are putting her in the trans space. Oh, Whether she's yeah. trans, fluid, I don't know because I'm not we, her, but she's definitely not cisgendered. Yeah. She is trans for sure. Like, I mean, I could, yeah. and that was like, that was the, that was the bit, that was an end, that was at the end of Rule of Wolves. And it was incredible to see that. It, yes, it really is. So that so as Nina and their relationship goes on, that changes I I would say, and there's gonna be a big argument where like Bai and Pan kind of like converge. So we'll we'll put Nina in like the Bi Pan like umbrella. <laughs> Will you help me for a second? Can you please like I mean I just feel um pan remind me pansexual is what? The wine, not the label. That means like pan is every every gender every gender representation. Oh, okay. So it's just it. Okay, so it just expand. Okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, and bi can be that too. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> um, That's so confusing. It is. It it can it can be very confusing. Um, so like technically, a lot of people okay. like so so especially. <laughs> So especially for people from like our generation mm-hmm. that only had that buy word, some of us are very comfortable under that umbrella. That, yes, under that buy safe space. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't have pan, really. Um, and then we also uh, we there were we there were trans people, but being publicly trans um, is much more prolific now than it used Absolutely. to be. So um, so buy pan, it really is an individual. I get it now. And Pan is, because, um, yeah, I realize now that actually um, my first boyfriend was Pan because he always said that he he falls in love with people. Yeah. Literally, a per- like, I mean, it has not, like, I mean, he doesn't, he couldn't help who he fell in love with. Yeah. Like, whatever. And it was just like, so, and that, oh, okay, that's pretty. I see how that can be very confusing, though, for the bi community. Especially with it coming, I think it's more confusing for people outside of like bi pan. Yeah, um, because it's kind of like a Venn diagram for for different people. Yes, because I mean it's kind. They're starting to put you know a spectrum together right now for queers. Like I mean, isn't that right? Like I, I mean, the way it's that. like I feel like people are starting to put that on like some kind of weird spectrum. But here's the thing. Do what you want to do. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Call yourself whatever you want. Exactly. Call yourself. Who cares? And Labels. If you want a label, want great. Enjoy it. If you don't, you don't need it. <laughs> no. There's no need for it. Um, okay. So. so one of the weird things, I don't know weird, but like the shocking thing for me was like Ivan and Fedger in the book, I would not have put them in a ship. I wouldn't have like. I don't think they were, to be honest. And then the you book. get to the show. Oh my god, you can't keep them off each other. <laughs> and they're like on each other. They're feeding each other. There's even it's a so com- cute. there's even a comment. Um, I don't remember the exact comment, but when Fedyer has to go rescue Jinya and Alina from the circus that's going on in front of the yeah the palace, there's something he says there about his better half. Um, and, uh, that was such a shocker, but it was like, it was so fun because they are such a, a fun duo anyway. They are. And Ivan is so like hardcore, scary. 
know, he's so cute. And, and then he's got Fedor, who's just like so cute and, and friendly yeah. and personable. And exactly. Yeah. So to put and, them together is. It's smart. It's cute. And it, it is. And I think, and it goes along with what's written though, too. Like, I mean, you can if see it didn't, it didn't need a label. Right. But it's. If you go back and read Strato and Bone now, you could. You could put them together. Put them together. So. Yeah. There's nothing in there totally changing, like making that like a no. There, I mean, there's nothing in there saying that it couldn't happen. Yeah. It's kind of neat. It's and, cute. Uh, they are really cute. And that show. <laughs> oh. I love that just moment where the camera is panning by and their feet. Yes. So Feeding the grapes. <laughs> and then there's a lot of great like out um, like, I mean, just like behind the scenes pictures yes. and videos that they've got of uh-huh. them, too. And they're just so cute. They are cute. Any, do we know whether like, I mean, like, are they because some of the stuff like off camera, like, I mean, that wasn't part of the show was really cute. Were those just outtakes or the, like, I feel like some of them like look like they were just. Like, I think they were messing around. They okay. were like, it, like in character, or Play, okay. being, like plan. Yeah. Mm, they're so cute. Are you trying to ship the I actors am. together? <laughs> I totally am. I, I want that now. So I mean, don't we all? Yeah. Um. So you wanted to talk about Poppy. Well, she is fabulous. She is. And she is not in our novels. She, I don't know whether she's actually, like, I mean, I, I feel bad that I'm, I'm, I don't know what her pronoun, I don't know their pronoun. However, Poppy is just a character from the mm-hmm. show. And very early on, too. Yes. And it's in the whole Ketterdam story. And Poppy is, from what it looks like, a drag performer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just assuming that because of the hints that we get from the show. There, Poppy's in a club, looks like the backstage, a dressing room. And Poppy looks like they're getting ready to go on stage um, or go perform. Mm -hmm. Poppy is... um, fabulous oh yes <laughs> um poppy is um just this amazing character the and fun and she's also she's black so she's got mm-hmm. and i think she's a drag performer however like i mean like she could possibly like i would put them in a queer space they're definitely in the queer space however yeah. like don't know whether that whether it's just a drag performer or whether she also is trans because right, she could yeah. be um so but poppy is a fabulous character yes love poppy and that was a fun addition it was it was such a it was a surprise because we and when i mean surprise it's neat to watch the show as someone that's read everything because any new character (laughs) that gets thrown in there we all know Mm -hmm. and it's always great to you know have like not just of a surprise straight character, but like a surprise another queer character. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just, it was neat. So I love Poppy. I hope there's more of Poppy. Um, that would be fun. Because what a fun character. And it makes me want to go to a drag show in Ketterdam because that would be so much fun. Oh, yeah. With all the money that everybody has, that would be a fabulous show. It just, uh <laughs> Yes, of course. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh, and get some Grisha involved. Could you imagine the stage, like the, the tailoring? show? The show you could put on. 
It could be yeah. incredible. Seriously. With like the material alkai and the tailors. And, oh, yeah. Girl, I get some inferni <laughs> up in there doing some fire tray. Some, yes, we would have it all. Some pyrotechnics. Honey. Girl, it would that stage would be on fire and burnt down by the time I was like collecting my dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> another new person in the show is Dima. Yeah. Who is okay, so this, Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. So like this really confused me. We have a Dima who is an eight-year-old boy who almost gets eaten by Nikolai. In, yeah, in King of Scars. King of Scars. This is not the same Dima. <laughs> so like, I literally sat there for like 20 minutes trying to connect the two, and you can't. Because Dima from the show is the little stable hand boy that Jesper takes into the stables <gasps> oh. and loves on him. Um, <laughs> okay. So he's uh, he's definitely gay by... Um, it, yeah. the episode is show me who you are. He doesn't, he's not in there very long, but it's an important part. Um, yeah, but his name is also Dima. I don't okay. know if they just borrowed the name. Um, but I sat there forever and I was like trying to connect the timelines. I'm like, wait a minute. So this kid, but no, no Dima from the show shows up way before Nikolai even like comes into the picture really. So yeah, it doesn't match up. It's just the name. That's the same. Interesting. But yeah. I sat there forever. Like, wait a minute. I'm going to make a thing. No, well. no. <laughs> so that was another fun addition. That is. Will we ever hear from Dima again? I Probably don't know. not. I really doubt it. <laughs> Jesper hit it and quit it. <laughs> I mean, that was, yeah, that was what that was. I do love that that was like such a like it was it was the first time in the show that we saw Jesper like that. He got flirty and fun. Yeah, it was really cute. And oh, yeah. I re- yeah, it was really cute because he sees him and like I can't remember the words, but he's just like he's obviously like, oh, I got to go. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> I, I see something over there. I think I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and like just, it was cute. It is. I have. I've got to rewatch the show. I haven't watched it in a while. I need to watch that again. Yeah. Just to remember. Hmm. Of course. So. so now we have a fun little, <laughs> we're going to talk about some rumors. Okay. Rumors. So I'm going to try to hide everything as I go so you don't see. I don't, I can't see your screen. I'm not going to look at it. Okay. So the first rumor I came, well, these are not in order of where I came across, but just order of like, I don't know, kind of fun. So Alina. Okay, is she rumored as what? (laughs) So the rumor is that she could be bi or pan because they think that she was a little too obsessed with Jinya, that there are some really flirty moments with Jinya and that it could possibly be that. So, I mean, I'm not going to like say no because it's always a possibility. We don't know. Right. Um, But it was a fun little, that was just one little fun thing. Interesting. Um, The next little fun one is Mal. <laughs> what? And I know because you know, like Mal is such the stereotypical like bro. <laughs> yes, he is definitely <laughs> like whenever I played Mal, and always like, "What's up, bro?" Um, but the argument was that he was a little too excited to wrestle with Sturmund. <laughs> oh, because okay. that was before Alina and Mal really started like doing whatever they were doing, and. <laughs> argument was that he was a little too excited about this wrestling interesting (laughs) i thought it was cute but you know out there they do have (laughs) i had um 
I just know that I ha- I had someone that was one of my friends that um I know had videotapes of wrestling. It's just wrestling. It wasn't pornography at all, but it was just um men not wearing any clothes wrestling. Well, there you go. Maybe just Mal, you know that's out there. Maybe Mal is into that, and I'm not judging. Well, I mean, come on. A locker room is just like a whole setup for, oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. God, which is also a horrifying experience for any of us gay and queer boys that are just in there just trying to real quickly change and get out of there. Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying. They, guys. Oh, okay. Anyways, moving on. Yes. Um, Queen Maki. The theory is okay. that she's a lesbian. Um, Why? How? I mean... Because in their culture, they don't ever, like, get with men other than, like, the purposes of having a child. Yep. Um, And they can be with whoever they want to be. But they say, like, she gives off serious butch lesbian vibes. And I am so here for that. Like, to now imagine her as, like, this butch queen is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) That is really... Because she is very strong. She's... Yes. But I don't think I'd use the word butch. That's for her. what that's that's the word that kept coming up was that she was like cuz I envision her just be like I mean very like I mean very strong and very like just you know she she's a queen. She gets what she wants. She's and she's gorgeous dripping in jewels always and she's definitely a top. Oh, 100%. Um but hey, if we want to go for butch, that's fine. Um I just don't, I would, I see her as, yeah, I can see that. I definitely Mm -hmm. can. And do we have a lot of shoe, like, I mean, we are only, like, I mean, I feel like we're just kind of starting to understand Shuhan more just from the Uh later novels more recently. Um, Okay, I see that. Yeah, I liked that one. I do too. That that is a fun one. Mm -hmm. However, I do want to know, like, and I love the fact that, they just kind of use men just for their sperm. Oh, right. Like that's, I'm yeah. sorry, that's incredible. Because <laughs> it's the it complete opposite of like, you know, just how mm-hmm. some men think they're just like, you know, so amazing and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 not in Shuhan. Mm-mm. We're just going to like, if we didn't even have to do this, I wouldn't. But yeah. I have to <laughs> just because we need some children. So. Uh-huh. I don't want to do this, but. Yeah. Okay. There's a bug. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, are you I'm trying- making a point. Okay. That, yeah. So another fun one to talk about okay. is the Darkling. Hmm. So the argument is, is that he has been on this like a romantic journey. So there are discussions. Obviously, um, we just read uh, Demon in the Wood, uh, where he obviously had kind of these feelings towards a girl. But. Right. After all the time he goes through, like he has, like he's aromantic, like he can't feel romantic feelings towards right. anyone. So I actually put, I made a word for him. Okay. I call it power sexual. Okay, girl. What is a power <laughs> sexual? Like, okay. Like he, he is, uh, he's only attracted sexually to somebody who like helps him in Dang. his power. Well, I see that. If so, power were like an actual person, he would be all up yes. in it. Yeah. Yes. And that's what he is. A, and power is addictive. 
So I can totally see him on like the aromantic journey, especially with like as as long as he's lived. Yeah. I can't see that he would ever like really fully be able to be romantic with someone. It's more about you. Like he will do whatever he needs to get what he wants. And I could totally see him like if he needed to sleep with a king to be able to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. No problem. Like he would not have an issue at all. He would do whatever. Mm -hmm. But you're right. There is no romance to him. No. Like, I mean, he is. It's all about. The, it's not the game, but I mean, it's all for show. It's whatever he needs to do to mm-hmm. conquer what he needs. I yep. don't think he probably ever would get off. No. Just saying, like, yeah. I mean, he probably would never have that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I like that one. I do. So back to a controversial one, Nikolai. Oh. The theory is, is that Dominic was not just his friend. Oh. Remember his childhood friend, yeah. Dominic? You know what? <laughs> I can actually see that. Yeah. Because that was... He stood up for him, like, so much. A lot. Mm-hmm. And he was... And that's right at that... Because he was a teenager, so that's mm-hmm. right when your hormones are kind of, like, raging. Yeah. Um, I can see that. And Nikolai... Oh, my God. He would be so right. much fun. <laughs> right? Could you? I could totally <gasps> see Nikolai as oh, like a bi pan yes. king. Yes, like, because yes, yes. he's fabulous. He is pan. He is absolutely pan. He yeah. just I would, could totally see that. He would be the most fun. Okay. Down. Okay. I'm naming it. He would be the <laughs> most fun to sleep with, be in a relationship with, whatever in the Grishaverse. Oh, yeah. I think so. Absolutely. Hands down. Nobody can you, else. Like him and Nina. I think. Oh my like, God! Don't let them. <laughs> they. You, I know they need to stay away from each other. Yes, because that would be. <laughs> that would be chaos. It would be like they could take over the whole damn world. They, they could, <laughs> and oh my gosh! And they would have so much fun at like parties, like constantly. <laughs> I don't th- see them ever probably putting clothes on once they met each other. But I could see them at like some big diplomatic party, like. Picking out who was the hottest and like having this whole game of like who could get somebody first, but then it was like all hands or like like there's no rules. Like you could totally throw the other person under the bus. I just <laughs> went down this whole thing and you're staring at me weird. No, um, I'm but- <laughs> enjoying it. I'm into it. I'm listening. I created this whole like, narrative in my head. I like um, it. But yeah, just like I could see them, yeah, having this whole like swinger like thing. Oh, totally. Um, <laughs> so. Okay. Keep them away from each other, please. I love that. <laughs> and I really love Nikolai as being, yes. I know. Like, it made sense once I started reading all when, the... Yeah. yeah. Once you get it in your head, it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I now want that. I, I mean, like, Nikolai is definitely pansexual. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, Bagra, as a lesbian. Is that just... Be- why, I mean, what is the rumor on why? Because she was never, they, they don't ever have her as with anybody. So that automatically just makes and her. And just her attitude. Being firm and being kind of like a B. Yes. Uh, I don't. Was, yeah, that, I mean, that's. That one's kind of hard for me. I mean, that one's definitely like a stretch. Yeah, because I mean, like. There's nothing to support it fully, really. I mean, it was more about just the fact that, like, they never talk about her relationships and... Well, yeah. Um, I mean... But, yeah, she's... But she's... Yeah. Her life has been like that. We know that she obviously had to, at some point... 
she slept with a mermaid. We know that. We Honey, got Ula. we all make mistakes. <laughs> was <laughs> was Ula a mistake? Aw. We all. Poor Ula. We all make mistakes. God. You know what I realized? It about doesn't, she doesn't have to be a gold star lesbian. No, she, just, no, she doesn't. She <laughs> doesn't. However, I noticed this from the, like, that picture that we posted, the very end picture of yeah. Ula. She's wearing a necklace that's actually a severed moon. Eh. I know. Yeah. I, like, if you zoom in, it's very neat. And I was like, oh, my God. Because that's where this, that's where yeah. Severed Moon actually is written one time mm-hmm. in that story. But she's wearing a, a necklace that has a se- Severed Moon on it. We should, girl, <laughs> we got to make that too. I want a Severed Moon necklace. Well, there okay. you go. Okay. Next rumor. David. Demi-romantic, demisexual. Okay. So he didn't make a move on Jenya, even though Jenya is like the most beautiful person in the whole palace, he doesn't make a move at all until she gets to a point to where she's like more known for her skills and things like that. So, mm. so he's not, he didn't feel some type of way about her really until, but I think I'm not seeing, I'm one. not 100% certain on this one because I think David is on the autism spectrum. Yeah. And I think a lot of people on that spectrum would be demi-romantic and demisexual anyway because they need that understanding to feel some sort of attraction. Um, So. He loves Jenya too. That doesn't mean that he doesn't love her. Yeah, I know. I just, I can't, I guess, I just see him, I don't know. I do see what you're saying. I am. his sexuality just isn't really brought up. I don't think about him and think anything about, like, yeah. I just think about him and Jenny. Oh. Which is cute. I know. I guess I'm just trying not to label them. <laughs> Do you know what demi-romantic and demisexual? <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about, like, a okay, no. I thought That when- is where you, ha- you have to, you, that's where you're attracted to someone's intelligence. And, like, you have to have, like, this intelligent, oh. like, I'm sorry. No, I had no clue. <laughs> Lord, I hope. Yeah. I, for some reason, went on this really weird tangent of thinking somehow. I, no, I'm not even going to go down that. Yeah, you no. don't want to know. Okay. Okay. So it's attracted to intelligence, kind of like what we were just talking about, how possibly the Darkling is, except attracted to power. This yeah, is attracted like, to intelligence. It's like you're not attracted to somebody until you really know them. Like you could look at somebody and like they could be the most beautiful thing ever and you're like, ah, no, thank you. But then like you really get to know them and they're super smart and you're like, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> okay. I'm now in love with them or I really want to like do things to them. Uh, that's. I see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, we just have a few more. Uh, Tolia asexual. Yeah. Nikolai questions him about why he is not with somebody and his response is, I have all that I need. So I think that this is uh, Lee Bardugo's like ace asexual character representation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. That one makes sense. Yep. Okay, Cass. <laughs> they put him with the demi romantic demisexual as well. Okay. Um, which I can see, but I personally think that he just has a lot of damage. Yeah, he, and he does. So I, I, I agree with you. 
I and I think he also like he's just yeah he's very very damaged and that unfortunate and that's he's very closed off because of all the damage he's gone through. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel comfortable like really labeling him like that because I feel like it's it probably right. just comes from his history. Yeah, although we all know we ship him and Nez. Oh yeah. Not, yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just. So my favorite rumor I have left to the end because this is going to have a bit of a discussion, Jinya. The theory is that Jinya is trans. What? Because there are quotes in the book about how she's been working on herself since she was three years old. Hmm. And then there's this whole thing about, like, that's how tailors find out that they're tailors, is that they start working on themselves as trans people. So. Interesting. I thought that was a really, really interesting theory, and I can 100% see it. Like, whether yeah. Lee meant it or not is, I well, I right. don't think that she did, because that would have come up when we had a trans discussion with her. Right. Um. But I could see that, like, if you know, on the outside looking in, I can see that yeah. that would be, you know, one of the theories is that, and, you know, maybe Lee doesn't even know that Jinya is trans. <laughs> do, so do we not hear, like, I'm trying to think, like, I guess, do we hear anything about Jinya's childhood? Does she ever remark anything about her growing up? And, and it's just her, okay. I'm just trying to think about it. I see what you're saying. That's interesting. Yeah. It could, it totally could be possible. Um. Jenya also is damaged too. <clears throat> we have to remember because I mean she had the darkling like sold her out to the king. Oh yeah, she's being used. She's got yeah. But I see that. It's very interesting, but I think you're right. Lee, I don't think wrote it with that purpose. No, she did not write it with that intent. No. However, it totally is possible. It is plausible. It is plausible. Yeah. Yes, I like that word, plausible. Plausible. <laughs> okay. So, and then I was just going to, like, briefly speak on, like, the Matthias thing that I, I found. It was a really fun discussion was that we talked about how Fyrda just doesn't accept anything queerness. Um, and there is a discussion about Matthias himself being, um, like, he was a sexual, aromantic until he met Nina. Oh, yeah. So I could totally see that. I could see that he was, like, totally ace until then. But there's a discussion about his character, about um, when he goes to Ketterdam, and there's all this gayness, <laughs> and it doesn't phase him. So, like, was that a written flaw, like, in the character? Because we never hear him question, like, this is wrong. He questions right. everything else. The Grisha's wrong. Everybody, yeah. Everything is wrong. And he's so hard fast about it, but then he go, he gets around all this gayness and he's fine with it. So I think that was just an oversight in like the character writing that just like wasn't, but I, but like that's one of the discussions that was okay. on there is that like he, if it was true to character, he would have said something. He would have been like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Huh. I think it, yeah, I, it's very interesting. I, Cause I'm tired. I love his character. I love him. I think maybe he never does bring up. He doesn't have a problem with any of that. No. So, yeah, maybe maybe he's got family history that maybe he's got some. Maybe he's got a gay uncle. <laughs> we all have a uncle. We do. Yeah. Right. 
And that concludes my rumor mill. Well, that was fun. <laughs> I love that rumor mill. So bring it back next time, girl. That was fun. I got to, huh. And some of them I really like. It, yes, I did like a lot of them. But uh, most of them were like thought provoking. So that was. Well, and that's what our show is. Yeah. Yeah. So. So if you want to say whether you agree or disagree. Yes. We would love to have that discussion. Exactly. Please tell us, email us, put anything on social media. We know most of you probably won't, but that's okay. If you want to. Do it anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was fun. And I think that was really, yeah, we just, yeah, we wrapped it all up. We got the whole Grisha verse. We did. That was fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, next week what we have for you, we'll be doing, we have an interview Mm -hmm. coming up. Ooh, who do we have? It's very exciting. <laughs> we have the author of Crook- Our Crooked Hearts. Yes. So, and that was uh, an arc that came to us. It's so good, by the way. It is. And we are, we just, it was neat. We got that a while ago, too. Yeah, and- we've had it in our possession for a while. Exactly. And I, unfortunately, I'm not familiar with any of what else they've written. They, yeah, this wasn't their first, um, their first novel, Melissa Albert. Right. Okay. And she's written some, she's written some stuff that it's been, it's popular. I just haven't read any of it, but. For those of you out there, yes, we have Melissa Albert coming on the show. We are very excited. We'll be um, asking all about the, well, not everything because it's an arc. It's not out yet. But if you have any questions towards Melissa Albert, mm-hmm. please send them our way. We would love to get them and ask her. And, yeah, I think I am. Um, and before that, we'll yeah. have a, like, overall discussion about the Grishaverse in general now that we have completed it. Yeah, we'll have an end little discussion. Yes. And see what, yeah. However, just hold, buckle up, kids, because this is where <laughs> it gets exciting. We're going to have so many discussions about just, you know, now since we've read it all, it's, as I said, it is spoiler time. They're Fair like, game. Yes, it is. So we will be discussing anything and everything and... Yeah, which is awesome, which is fantastic. However, we will, um, yes, we'll make sure that we have a little concluding discussion, kind of get Terry's thoughts on what she thought (laughs) since she just read it with us. And, um, yeah, it'll be fun. So, okay, well, well, we love you all. We hope you have a fantastic day wherever you are. And, yeah, we'll um, we'll see you all next time. Happy Pride Month. We love you. And, um, yeah. Long live the queer Grishaverse. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at GrishaCast. And thank you to our amazing staff, Chris, Alex, Michelle, Sid, and Chloe. 